And you know, us sports moms have something to say. Yes, we do. We'll have a chance to interview across the board from athletes to the parents to the coaches to even the trainers. Yeah. And we're not afraid to share our journey. We're not afraid to tell other moms what we went through in order to raise up a student athlete. So I believe that it's inspirational. Yeah. We're able to tell our story, the good and the bad. Yeah. We can give back positive information. Absolutely. You know, we can empower them. Yeah, I think it's time for the mothers to be a voice. Yeah. Yes. That's it. Yeah. It's time for us to, to let you know what's going on. everybody this is your girl shannon at can we talk sports i am here with my host hey what's up everybody this is karen what's up what's what's go what's going on wow okay and <laughs> my other host hello guys this is carmen welcome to what uh can we talk sports <laughs> karen are you rubbing off on carmen <laughs> Oh, uh, don't rub up on Carmen, Cameron. I mean, uh, Karen. Oh, okay. Lord have mercy. All right. So listen, we had a guest coming on, but they weren't able to make it. So we kind of going to come to you for about 15, 20 minutes. But Karen is in Colorado. What's yeah, the weather like? Yeah. The weather is like 91, you know, nice. And then it, at night it goes down to about 70. And so I'm just chilling and just uh, just relaxing. That's what I'm talking about, vacation. Have a good time, right? Yes. All right, all right. All right, Miss Cameron, what you got going on? Oh, nothing. Nothing, girl. Just trying to, you know, right now I'm in that place, like coronavirus is like, am I going to referee? Do I want to do volleyball this year? Like, do I want to expose myself? I'm just kind of going through that, just trying to make some decisions. Trying to see what you're going to do. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm excited because I'm representing Unfiltered. You see this? See this line? Nice. Yes, I'm pretty excited about them. Um, there are a new uh, clothing line coming out. Coach English was on the show, The 1% yesterday. Did you guys see it? Oh, no, not, not yet. Oh man, I am so proud of them. It was really, really good. So, you know, other than that, try not go ahead. I'm sorry. How are they doing now that they've started back practicing and stuff? Have they gotten any? Has anybody contacted them? Have they gotten any? Not yet. They're still waiting. The NFL is still trying to decide what they're going to do. And so right now they're they're getting ready to, you know, take the show to another level. And and uh, they're still training. Um, they're still working out. Kids are going to work them out on Saturdays now. Um, so everybody's just waiting and trying to see like this weekend. My daughter's supposed to have a tournament in Mansfield, Texas, at the uh, field house, but they canceled. Yeah. So she's just going to practice today. Um, she did start back uh, high school practice. So high school. Yeah, she started to start back high school practice. And that's kind of early for basketball, you know. Well, it's just you like know volleyball it's, season right now. 
right now? Well, no. Well, it's it's kind of like PC training, but for my mm-hmm. school. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but then they start back to practice. So um, she's gonna play fall league, and the parents can't go. Oh, that'd be good. You yeah. would hear from the from 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 your room right there. You'd be saying like, "Go, Jane, go." <laughs> I'm having a moment. <laughs> you want to go? I, I need to be there. I need to be like, if you don't. You know, I need she need to hear my voice. So you can hear your voice even if you're not there. No, she won't be in her head. It's not Mm -hmm. the same. It's not the same. You gotta listen as a sports mom, basketball, you gotta be on the sideline, gotta be yelling, you gotta be like, follow your shot. You know, you gotta you gotta get riled up. That's not right. Yeah, come on now. And it's her and it's her junior year. So junior and senior year are like the two years you just get like about it, about it at the basketball games. Right. You can. I'm, I'm telling you can. Do you understand that when you speak stuff into the atmosphere? Karen, it, no. Listen, yeah, I, I was watching the playoffs. Go, go, go. I, go, no. go. I was watching the playoffs in the NBA, right? And I could see the virtual people. And I said, really? No. <laughs> Can't do it. Not going to do it. I need to be at the game. I'm not about to be virtual. I need them to see and hear me. So, but uh, other than that, okay. Try not to choke them around here, you know. School. Oh, so they didn't have school today because the internet and everything started messing up, and there was no class. And, but man, I'm telling you, this stay home. Listen, my hats off to every teacher in the United States of America. Yeah. I, you know what? I never said I because I've never been one of those parents who, like you can't teach. Okay, so that wasn't me. I, you know, but my hat is off to every teacher in the United States of America. You need a raise. You need a plaque. You need a day away. You need vacation. Cause I'm sitting here, Mama, bring me something to drink. Mama, I'm hungry. Mama, I'm tired. Mama, can you bring me a pillow? Mama, I'm on the break. Mama, can you make lunch? Do I look like the cafeteria? Do I look like the cook in the cafeteria? I'm like. So on, on a on a five minute break, ten minute break, right? Because so my daughter sits right here because this is where her um, she sits and the twins sit on the desk. I come back, she on the floor with a blanket. I said, "What you doing?" I got five minute break. Are you serious? Well, so then, know, yeah. that's where our school is going to. They're going to where the kids making them comfortable wherever they as long as they're learning. No, 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 no. 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 So then the them other twins be sitting up and paying attention. They're not gonna be laying on the floor with the blanket. Uh uh-uh. uh. So the other twin got a towel on his head in front of his camera. I said, what, what, what did you do? So you can see all the kids, right? So he you can see him with a towel on his head. Come up. I said, Oh no, this ain't gonna work, y'all. Oh God. Help. Oh, it's hilarious around this house. I'm like, Mama, you cooking? No. What? No. Don't let the cafeteria cook. You better go get your home. So they're funny. Where's Jaden? Is she gonna pop her head in? Where's She's she already had the basketball. She left for she practice. Was. She left for oh. practice. Oh, okay. Yeah. What the twins at? Tell them to come come no. down Who? and tell us about you. Which one? The oh. ones the other one's gone to practice too. Oh. <laughs> you're you're at home alone? No, not really. The other the big boys are upstairs and stuff, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. 
So, uh, youth sports, that's our topic tonight. You know, what do you, what's your thoughts about it, you guys? I think, I mean, it's good. I think youth sports is good. It's just got to be structured to me a little bit better. You know, you, you like I said, you have, you, you, you've got kids who are being pressured to play. And I mean, all the, and then you have parents, oh my gosh, we won't talk about parents, right? But then you have parents who, um, forcing, the kids to play instead of letting them just play. You know, I love to see the little ones play. It's so funny. It's, I used to coach my twins. Um, and when I was in Tulsa, asked me why did I do that? But I coached them when they was playing basketball, right? And I think they were like in second or third grade. So they were just really learning the fundamentals of basketball. So I was the assistant coach and Christopher, I love him, has no basketball skills, mm. none. Christopher takes the ball. He juke it and drive it like he playing football. I said, oh, my God. Bounce the ball, boy. He, I said, this ain't football. But, and I could do number lap on the sideline, right? So then you get that one kid. He do this extra skip, 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 dribble, dribble, dribble. Then he picks it up and start running. And I'm going, oh, my God. Those, to me, are the funnest. They're, those are the best games, right? Because they're just having fun. And you just, you, you can't do nothing but laugh, but then you have parents who get really upset. Mm. It's like, let them just learn the fundamentals. And I knew Christopher doesn't have basketball in his bone. So why am I going to push him, get mad at him? Mm. It's just not there and I'm not gonna push him. So when he got to seventh grade, he's like, he tried out for the team. He wanted to go try, tried. Yeah, that didn't work. So he's like, mama, can I be the manager? I was like, you think like your mama. See, that's what I'm talking about. Run, run, run the show, baby. Run it. So he ended up becoming basketball manager. He wants to do it again this year. Wow. So. You know, last week we had, um, uh, or on Sunday, we had the referee. And he was saying, we asked about the uh, worst crowd. And he was saying the Little League moms or the youth sports. You know, what can, What message can we give to those parents of youth sports? What do, what do y'all think? What kind of message can we give them to them? I don't to, know, Cameron. Like, what can you, well, you know what, Cameron? You, you're a ref. What kind of message? Yeah. I, I just say, first of all, parents, you have to know those kids are watching you. Mm. And they're molding themselves off of the way you behave. So if you're acting a fool in the stands, they're going to act crazy out on the field. And not only that, they're going to be embarrassed and not want to play. So I just say, especially at at a young age when they're just learning, like, let them just have fun. Don't put so much pressure on these kids. You know, you see like the... You see that like eight, seven, eight, nine-year-olds playing like tackle football, like helmets and, you know, these little kids and. Yeah, you got to let them, you know, you got to, I would say stop living your life through them. Exactly. Exactly. Stop living your life Exactly. And let them just, let them enjoy it. Let them learn the sport and get to enjoy it. And then as they get older, then they can make the decision. Is this something I really want to do? Am I really enjoying this? Or is this something my mama made me do? You know, we got our 
Elizabeth. Well, there, there is uh, our guest. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I honestly forgot that it was today. I thought today was like the 19th. So I'm out here getting my walk on. So. Oh, okay, not mad at you. Well, welcome to the show. How you yeah. guys doing? We're doing great. How are you? I'm doing awesome. I'm just out here doing this weather. Okay. Where, now, where are you at? I'm actually in Indianapolis, Indiana. Oh, okay. Okay. What's the weather like? Uh, it's actually uh, about 70, 70 or 80 degrees right now. It's kind of cool now, so it's getting towards the end of the day. It's a little chillier, so I'm kind of glad for that. Okay. Okay. So while we have you on the show, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and then we'll kind of flow on from well, there. Well, a little about me. Um, I played overseas. Um, I kind of enjoyed it. I played in Turkey. It was pretty uh, a pretty different experience than I'm used to. Um, you know, I, obviously I've been raised by a single mother, so I'm glad I wanted to show to talk to you, you uh, women. So it's it kind of helps me out a lot. Now I'm in getting into mentoring with the youth, helping give back in my community. A lot of those kids, they are kind of like how I was brought up. I, I was brought up, you know, pretty, I had a pretty decent life, but the neighborhoods I was in were pretty rough. So I'm having the opportunity to work with a lot of people and being able to give back to the youth to where I started from and help them, you know, succeed and motivate them to do better in life. That way they won't turn out to, you know, be in the streets or do a lot of bad things. So I just want to help them out the best way I know how. So that's what I'm doing at this moment. Um, as far as basketball-wise, I'm kind of wanting to take a break from that and, you know, focus on helping the youth out. So that's kind of what I got planned right now. Okay. So you know what? Let's talk about that. I think this is really good. Yeah. Being raised by a single mom as a young Black man, young boy. Yeah, that's... Tell, tell, I think people need to understand and hear, as an athlete, your side of the story. Right, because we hear the mom side, we see yeah. it, but we we're not behind closed doors. Right, we don't, especially those that are married and they're you know they're the athletes are in a two parent home versus right. being in a single home. Uh -huh. As a young man, how was that for you? Oh uh, well, honestly, for me, my mother was my mother and father. Um, she kind of you know steered me in the right direction. I mean, I never had my dad in my life. Um, but my mother pretty much raised me. She, I was raised by all women first and foremost. My grandmother was there, my great grandmother, and then my mother. And my, unfortunately, my grandmother, my great grandmother passed in 2012. She was like the backbone of everything. She was like, you know, everybody's grandmother, everybody's mother. But for me, my mom was pretty much everything. To this day, she still is, you know, the best mother I can ask for. I'm blessed to have her be my mother, and I'm very grateful. She pretty much gave me everything I wanted. She, um, you know, did her best to raise me. She made sure I always have money in my pocket or the nicest clothes or the nicest shoes. And so I'm, I'm pretty much just grateful for her because she pretty much taught me everything I knew. Um, like she kind of taught me basketball, but like I took it in my own to, you know, succeed or go further in it then because she didn't really play that well. She she wasn't good, but I can't knock her for that. <laughs> but I mean, I, I've always had like coaches or, you know, some type of male figure to, you know, kind of help me, push me um, to be better at basketball. But as far as, you know, my mother, I, I give her all the credit. I mean, she's she's done so much for me, and I'm just grateful to have a mother like her. So, I mean, of course, everybody is blessed to have their mother. But for me, um, being with a, a single parent, you know, she did everything she could to um, try to get me the best life as possible, and I'm just blessed for that. So I'm grateful. So that's that's really the great thing for me. So when you, when you were dealing with things as an athlete, uh -huh. that you needed a father to talk to or a male talk to 
um, no. things you didn't understand, things you were dealing with from in the locker room. How right. how did you adjust to that? Well, honestly, I kind of had teammates. We were all like bending in together, trying to help each other out, you know, the best way in our house. So my teammates really were the one were the ones who um, kind of helped me out a little bit, you know, push me or give me some advice that I need. I mean, I've always had coach figure or coach male figures to help me out. But as far as being comfortable and trying to, you know, do better, the, my teammates were always there for me to, to help me out and, you know, make sure I'm, you know, doing what I'm supposed to. So, you know, it's it's pretty much was, you know, kind of hard. But at the same time, I've always had, you know, some type of friend or, you know, at least some kind of real mo or male role model to look at and see, you know, something that I need that I need to do. They would get on me about it. So. Um, my teammates were always there for me to, you know, help me out. So I'm thankful for those too, you know, for those connections I made with those teammates. And so to this day, I still have some of those teammates as friends, and I'm just grateful for that too. So, Karen, you got a question? I, I guess that's really important, and, and maybe that's what has caused you to be on this path as far as being yeah. a mentor to kids, um, mm -hmm. to stand in that gap for those who don't have both parents yes, in the home. What's your thoughts about that, your mentorship? Well, I'm actually, because uh, this past Saturday, I was doing a book bag. Well, I was with someone that, that started a book bag drive, and they gave away like 3,000 book bags for kids. And for as far as being a mentor, I never thought this would be something I wanted to do. I always wanted to help, you know, the youth in some, some way, somehow, whether it's training or whether it's, you know, just being an example. But God led me to this, you know, this, this mentoring job, and I want to do the best I can to try to help the youth, um, you know, stay out of trouble or stay away from, you know, you know, running around, you know, getting in trouble. Cause I think it's big today. Now, now that we see a lot of going, a lot of stuff going on with, you know, African-Americans. Um, I think it's big to, you know, try to steer the, the younger generation into a, a better direction. Cause you know, obviously, you know, being black nowadays is kind of hard as we say, but I mean, the, the youth is our future. So we have to try to, you know, do something, that we can help them, you know, be better or be, you know, be better than what we see coming up. So that's just my thing on it. Carmen, you have a question? Yeah, as as a mentor, like, mm -hmm. what's the biggest thing that you try to instill in these kids to help them succeed going forward? The biggest thing like, I what's something you emphasize? Well, a lot of those kids that I've, you know, talked with, they all like sports. So I try to, you know, try to translate sports into lifestyles. Um, the way, you know, for example, like playing basketball, you utilize teamwork. And I try to, you know, utilize teamwork and a lifestyle and help them or, you know, help them figure out a way to utilize teamwork and a lifestyle. Like, for instance, a mother telling them to do dishes and, you know, take out the trash. They can teamwork with that and, you know, help their parents out in the best way they know how to, you know, do something like that. So. It's um, it's crazy. So it's it's fun. I honestly think it's fun to mentor, but I just, you know, I just want to be the best I can at helping them succeed in, you know, any kind of way. So, what do you feel that you missed out on not having a father? Uh, what I feel like I missed out on not having a father. That's a tough one. Honestly, just that male figure there. You know, I mean, my mother did the best she could to, you know, raise me um but just that male role model there that male figure to you know kind of smack you over the back of the side uh, smack you in the back of your head sometimes so it's it's kind of like that i mean that's kind of what i miss about uh, having a you know father there but other than that i mean i have to give my mom all the credit because she's pretty much done everything for me to this day so but other than that man I, I i don't know it's it's kind of hard to say but i mean 
just that male figure there. That's really it, to be honest. So did you look to the coaches as that father figure that you needed? So they were they were more than just coaches. Were you also looking for that father figure that get, you know, Sean, get up, get yourself together? Did you yep. look yes, for that? Yes, I did. I looked for it, but it, it just, I mean, it's not like, it wasn't like every day. Like I look for that, like a father figure, something every day and coaches, you know, they were there for practice or whatnot, but something for me, like every day is what I wanted to look for in, for a, a, a male figure, but it just wasn't always there. And coaches were there like part-time. So for me, you know, having a father, I just needed somebody there full-time, but coaches were there to help me out, but it, it just wasn't the same to me, honestly. Wow. wow. So, so with COVID-19 going on right now, you know, yeah. how are you trying, how are you encouraging the kids? Are they saying, coach, what is this? Or, am I ever going to be able to play again? Or, <laughs> you know, what, some I of those questions. I think a lot of kids are, they're, um, they're kind of trying to like do something in the house or do something that will keep them out of trouble. And what I'm doing is trying to, <coughs> excuse me, I'm trying to give them or show them ways they can, you know, they can work out from home or they can like play basketball outside of something that's, you know, away from people. But as far as like trying to help them out, I mean, we're all, we're all stuck in the house, unfortunately, but for the kids, you know, it's, it's, some of those kids don't need to be at home just because, you know, some might be going on at home we don't know about. But other than that, I try to, you know, try to give them a, a solution or a resolution for them to be somewhere else and, <coughs> excuse me, and then they can just, you know, try to do the best they can to have a good situation. <laughs> sorry, I'm outside. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. So I, I actually, I'm going to ask one more question. So when, you, when you're dealing with an athlete who comes from a single home and he comes up to you and he's angry because dad's not there, right. how do you, how do you reply? How do you answer that? How do you, how do you coach them through that process? Because the reason why I asked is this, because we had a show of a tennis player and she had gotten really far. Mm. And so she said, I, I was very angry um, because one, her dad was dying. He, he was sick. Um, she went through some things with the stepdad. She went through some things at home. So at tennis, you travel a lot. There's no teammates. So she was traveling by herself and the people that were around her was more concerned about her as an athlete. So right. her, were, playing, yeah. her playing angry, um, you know, it kind of cut everything short. So she mm -hmm. was like, if they would have noticed what I was going through, if mm -hmm. they would notice I was hurting, maybe if they would have picked up on that instead of picked up on, oh, you're just having a bad game or you right. just not, you know, today's not your day. She goes, mm -hmm. I probably would have been top notch. Right. So what I'm saying is you have good athletes you know, mm -hmm. dominating in basketball, right? but they're angry. Do you notice it? And if you do, how do you address it? Uh, I mean, I, I don't notice it personally, because um, sometimes I, my mind just goes blank whenever I'm playing, because I, you know, I just want to focus on the game. But like, for, I don't know, for somebody else to notice it, it would, I mean, I, honestly, I, I wouldn't be able to notice it, because you know, as an athlete, you just not go through the motions, but you just play and don't think about anything. That's how I am. But at the end of the day, you know, some people are still dealing with not having a father there or not having their mother there, but they're still dealing with it. And the only way you'll be able to tell is if how they're they are acting out of, you know, out of the sit out of um, playing the game. Like when the game is over, if they're acting a certain way or they're going by themselves, 
that's the only way you can tell. And my advice to them is just try to find a, a solution or try to find something that would keep their mind off, you know, getting very angry or taking their anger out on someone else because it's not always going to work. Um, so I just try to encourage those people that are angry because for me, I'm kind of like angry about not having my father there. But at some sometimes I try to just, you know, just think about something else that can, you know, help me be better and help me forgive my father. Because it's kind of hard for me to forgive my dad. I, I'm not going to lie. But I try to do things or try to, you know, reach out or try to talk to someone that will help me forgive my father. Because in the Bible says you have to forgive. And, yeah. you know, talking to someone honestly will be the best solution to forgiveness. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard, but it, at some point you just have to forgive and, you know, move on. Yeah. So your mom was the biggest cheerleader. She was the one that was cheering yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, she was. I mean, I love my mom. She's, she's awesome. Good. I, I, I like how you appreciate and you see the value and the hard work because, you know, yeah. there's probably many nights she cried and was like, yeah. God, what am I gonna do? you know, and, and yeah. wanted the help of the father, but it wasn't there. So I know that she, from listening to you, she gave everything she knew to give yeah. and yes, she tried everything she did to do to raise you. So now you, you end up playing overseas. How did all that come about? What college did you end up going to? Well, I went to a junior college first. I went to Oakland Community College, and then I transferred. I went to, like, two different schools, and then my coach, uh, he kind of had connections. And then I ended up putting me in Turkey, and which was, you know, kind of an awesome experience. But at the same time, I'm there by myself, not knowing anybody. And my main goal there was to play basketball, and um, that's what I did. So it's, it's, you know, that whole situation is just kind of crazy because you're by yourself. You don't know anyone. And the only people you know are your teammates and your coaches, and you're in the country and you just really don't know anything so you don't nobody speaks english that well so it's i mean so it's how, was that, but, how was that mentally <laughs> mentally it was it was kind of weird for me mentally honestly because i i mean i have a translator and they would tell me what you know what was going on i mean that's the best i can get but i mean i, I was blessed to be able to play over there but at the same time it was kind of stressful because i didn't know anyone and i didn't have anybody there i mean obviously i've been to college i went to college for years and I was there by myself. I mean, I didn't have no family there, but not having your mother there, but she's only a phone call away. So it's the time changes were kind of different. I mean, I think it was like six, seven hours ahead. So when I'm, you guys were sleeping, when my mom was sleeping, I was, you know, up or being active. So it was just kind of a different situation for me. And I, I wasn't used to it, but I mean, can't do nothing but thank God for it though. Cause it, you know, helped me grow in a, as a person. So. Was you a mama's boy? Of course I'm a mama's boy. You <laughs> <laughs> can see it. You can hear it. <laughs> that's that big smile. When you say, yes, you want mama's boy, got that big old grin. Oh, man. So um, did you have desires or dreams of going to the NBA? Is that what? I mean, of, of course. I mean, I, well, yeah, I did have desires of going to the NBA. I mean, I, as an athlete, as a basketball player, I think a lot of kids had their dream. But honestly, not everybody makes it to the NBA. And then a lot of players go overseas because honestly, you can get more money over there and then you have, it's tax free too. So it's, that's another thing. I mean, I, everybody has a, a dream of going to the NBA and if you know, you're, you can be, you can, anybody can make it, you know, doing what they want to do and just put in a lot of work. I mean, I wish I would have put in more time on my game than I did. And maybe who knows I, the outcome would have been different, but I'm blessed to, you know, be able to play at the highest level at some point. So it, it's, you know, I, I, you know, I can, you know, NBA is always going to be there for somebody, but I mean, it just wasn't for me. So I got so to play me, professionally though. So it's, you know. 
Carmen, you have a question? Um, yeah. Um, Sean, when yes, you were in Turkey, like, um, how did you feel about being overseas? And did you try to pick up the Turkish Turkish language? Like, uh, I, I mean, it, it was it was hard. I tried, but I just, you know, I gave up because I'm not. <laughs> I mean, I was I didn't think I would be there that long, to, you know, to, you know, study the language. But I mean, it was kind of kind of different. I mean, I just had a, somebody translate for me and, you know, that helped me out a lot. But other than that, I mean, I didn't think I would be there that long in order to, you know, study the language, you know, more than I should have. But it, it was it was fun at the same time, but it was also hard because I'm, you know, I'm a rookie. I didn't know anything. I, you know, tried my heart to fit in. And it, I mean, it turned out OK, but at the same time, I was just kind of, you know, not used to you know being that far away from my family and, you know, in a different country and not knowing anybody but my teammates, not knowing where to go eat. The food was different too. I mean, they they had a few food places that were like American wise, but other than that, it was just a lot of chicken and dumplings. I mean, it was crazy. So <laughs> your grandma would have had you spoil. You was using it so right. Oh yeah, yeah. Turkish <laughs> food. Of course. <laughs> now, uh, how? I don't know. It was it hard or easy to make the transition to okay i'm gonna let it go and just focus on being men mentor and other kids I mean, it, it, it kind of is i'm i'm still kind of dealing with it to this day it's kind of hard to let it go but at the same time i can help somebody else get further than i did that's my end mm -hmm. goal is to help somebody else get further than i did but i mean it, it's what god wants me to do so I'm, I'm not going to question god if he wants me to help these kids and help them become better help them succeed and that's just what i want to do i mean basketball is my first love it's always going to be there. I'm going to utilize it, you know, not, not plan. I'm going to utilize it and help these kids get to where they want to be. So at the end of the day, I'm, I'm still happy regardless. I mean, I got to do what I wanted to do and I, now I get to help these kids get further than I did. So that's always a blessing to me. So. Do you have the heart to heart, the reality of the 1% with them? Uh, not yet. I'm <laughs> still working on that. So <laughs> we're just so getting started. The ages? Every, uh, the ages are from like first grade up into oh, first okay. First to eight, and then you have the high schoolers. Like they're, you know, high schoolers, but they kind of think they know more than I do. But it, 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 it <laughs> they're high schoolers, though. So, well, um, okay. So with the high school, so you just getting started. So, yes, ma'am. What would that conversation started. be like, though? I mean, it's kind of like they're like my little brother. So if I'm, you know, I don't have any siblings though, but I treat them as a, you know, like a little brother, and I, you know, talk to them like they're like a little brother. I, you know. I don't know. The situations are going to be kind of weird or kind of be different, but I, I just want to help them out the best way I know how. But I treat them like they're some kin to me, so it will feel comfortable naturally. And, you know, then we just go from there. I mean, like I said, it's just now getting started because everything was happening with COVID. So we're in the process of seeing how everything goes. But from what I've seen and what I've, how I've been with the kids, it's kind of like natural. And it's kind of like helping me and helping them out get comfortable with each other. So that way, we both will feel comfortable at the end of the day and, you know, being able to help each other and they can help me grow and I can help them grow. So that's kind of what it is at this point. So it's also going to be great. Karen, you got, Karen, you got a question? Uh, okay. Then you say you're the only child yes, too. <laughs> so you spoil, yeah, you're a mama yeah, boy spoiled. and you're a grandma. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm, I'm spoiled. I ain't gonna lie, I'm spoiled. <laughs> now, you everything to be a happy spirit. I think yeah. it's yes, a very yeah. happy spirit, and you're comfortable where you are, and that's a good yeah. thing. 
And um, yeah. I think that's the value of, of your story that you're able to relate that to athletes that, you know, it's okay if God uh, changed the direction right, to yeah. take them somewhere else. And then right. I like the fact that you, you're willing to help someone else get farther than you, where you got. Yeah, because at the end of the day, the kids are the future. So, I mean, there are a lot of stuff they're seeing on TV, not, you know, what they need to be seeing or what they need to focus on. They need, just need to focus on themselves, try to help them. I, I want to help them get better, and I want to help them succeed the best way I know how. And, you know, that's just you know, being an example. So, I mean, that's yeah. pretty much it. During that time, did you ever have a plan B? Nah, I just, I just really just wanted to play ball. I mean, I didn't really have a backup plan because I have a degree, I have a business degree, and I, you know, I wanted to use that at some point. But I mean, I didn't think I really, I didn't really have a backup plan. I was just strictly focused on basketball, and I didn't think about mentoring now, until would, you know somebody. Would you, would you tell? Would you would you suggest a plan B? Yeah, of course, I would suggest a plan B because you know. Especially with the COVID hit, it kind of you know set everybody back. But I will also I always suggest having a plan B because that way, when basketball, because it has to end at some point, and then once it ends, you will you know have something that you can have set up once you're done. So I would suggest having a plan B and also a plan C. Hopefully, I mean if that plan B doesn't go well, then you can have another backup. So I just right. wish I would have had another backup instead of you know just focusing on basketball a lot. So it kind of you know. What would that other backup that you wish you what would have been? Uh, now that I, <laughs> I know it would be business wise, but I, I don't know. I, I, I would have to think about that, but it would be business wise. But as far as, you know, I don't know, it, it basketball was just the only thing on my mind at that time. And, you know, as far as the backup plan, it, I just think, you know, business, some type of business would be my plan B. So, so you didn't uh, like, there was nothing else that you, you know, like to do. Uh, other than basketball, like drawing, playing an instrument. Uh, I'm not good at draw I'm not good at drawing, and I I can't play instruments. I mean, that, <laughs> I'm terrible at that. So it, I don't know. It, <laughs> I'm not good at all, though. So I don't know. I I would have to sit down and think about that because I I didn't think about that until you said something like, "What was your plan B? What was your plan B be?" And now it kind of hit me like, "Dang, I really didn't have a plan B." So I, I would have to, you know, sit down for myself and just think about what I would have, you know, as a backup plan if I could start over and do it again. Because it, it, I don't think I would know. <laughs> so do you think that you were so focused on basketball because maybe your heart desire was to take care of your mom because you yeah, knew? That, that, that was, that, that's it, to wow. take care of my family. Because it's only been me, it's only been me, my uh, great-grandmother and my grandmother. Those are the only three women I've ever had and they've been the biggest support I've ever had and um, I, I give all the credit to them, and um, at the end of the day, I, I wish I, you know, could have went further than what I did. But at the same time, I'm, I'm set up in a new position to do something else and be able to help somebody else. So it's, um, you know, I wish I. I mean, it, it's going to work out at the end of the day. I mean, I'm helping my mom out now, and she's, you know, she's great. So it's. it's yeah, in the end, it all works out. I think. Yeah, but, it does. Like you said, when you're young, and you know, especially an athlete being raised in a single mm -hmm. home. Um, right, especially male, their their desire is I gotta go make the one percent because mm -hmm. their yeah. their view is that's the only way to take care of mom. Right, if I gotta make it, right, because they can, one's top, you know, they the plan B, right. or right. you can make it in other ways, but all they see is, and I think it's because we paint that, or society paints the glam life of athletes, right, the big yeah. house, the big cars. 
and those that did make it and buy their mom a house in the car. Right. So when you're dealing in a single parent home situation, then it's like, I got to make it because right. I got to get my mom in that house. I got to get my right. mom in that car. We got to live big. Right. <laughs> yeah. And no one really deals with the reality and no one tells right. them what's really going on behind the scenes of this mm. thing. It's, it's not as easy as it looks. Right. Because you got to deal with number games. You got to right. deal, you know, it's it's political. It's right. so Our politics is big too. So that's, oh, that's it's one so thing. It's really big. It. Yeah. And you don't, you know, you don't look at it. You got it. It all depends on what college you go to. Right. And then if you go to a JUCO, they don't tell you how tough it is to get right. to get right. to a yeah. D1. And, right. and so it's just, and then when that young person miss it, right. Then there, then that's another level of mental um, depression they go through because right. now they feel like I could not take care of my mom. I feel like right. a failure. And then again, it's because I think there was not a plan B in place of this is a vehicle, but that's not who you are. Right. This is who you are. So whether you make it or not, we're going to be all right. You know what I mean? Right. A lot yes, of parents have mm -hmm. conversations with their athletes. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, Sean, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, uh, go ahead. Uh, Sean, I'm I'm really I'm really impressed with your story and how you started out at Oakton um, Community, Community College. College. Yes, I want you to talk a little bit about um, going to junior college as opposed to D1 because most of these kids think they that if they D1 don't go to a, right. So tell and, us a and, little bit about your experience and how you gained your um all of your experience and everything by being in junior college well honestly i i can say that junior college was like the best time of my life i had so much fun i've made so many great connections i had so many some of those kids or some of those teammates i still have as friends to this day and a lot of those d1 guys they end up going juco just because they're not playing um at, 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 at that at that level so um honestly juco i mean obviously you I didn't have the, the best of grades, but I mean, it worked out for me because I, you know, got to do what I wanted to do. But at the same time, I don't think anything is wrong with a junior college or a, a D2 or a D3 or an NAIA. At the end of the day, it's how you, you know, how you perform or how you how you play the game. Somebody will notice at some point because, you know, at, at some point you just get recognition and you can just, you know, go further than you think you would go. But at the, at the end of the day, you don't have to go D1 to get recognized. You don't have to, um, you know. You can play at any level and get recognized. It's just how you how you play the game. So that's yeah. really honestly it. Yeah, I agree. I agree because I mean I look at it as here's an opportunity for you to show right. who you are, right? Because yeah. you're not you're not dealing with you know all the others that are there and, and you're right. in that line of you know competing. So at mm -hmm. the JUCO, it's like kill it. You know, you know yeah. put the JUCO on the map. Right. You got an opportunity to put the JUCO on the map. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, but I think because you have such a big D1s that when you say JUCO, a kid goes, they start thinking, what? Yeah, I'm only good man. enough for a JUCO. No, right. you should be that as like, listen, when I leave this JUCO, you're going to know my name. Yeah, right. exactly. That's that's just, that's how it is. Yeah. A lot of those, a lot of Division One athletes end up playing at, you know, the highest Division One schools, and then they end up going JUCO just because they play there for one year or two years, and then they transfer back to another a D1 school and then, you know, mm -hmm. they might either shine there or, you know, whatever the case may be. But at the end of the day, there's nothing wrong with going to a junior college and playing and then, you know, 
it's just how you perform and how you ha- how you handle the game. So, I mean, if you perform well, who knows? You might end up just going and trade overseas. There, I know a lot of uh, JUCO players that are entering the draft right now, and you know they might end up getting drafted or they might not. But at the end of the day, they're still getting recognized. So that's always a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so now, what's your plans now? Um, after everything lifts, well, everything's lifting. So, kind of like, right. what's the next step? Uh, my next step is actually just, you know, working with these kids and, you know, trying to help them, you know, focus on school for one. That's the main thing. Focus on school and, you know, try your best to pay attention in class or listen to the teacher or listen to your parents also when you're not in school. You know, if they say do your homework, then do it. But my main goal right now is just to help these kids out and try to steer them in a better direction than they already are. Because obviously a lot of these kids that, are, that need mentors or have some type of trouble at home or some type of trouble at school and they need some an, an example to help them you know get further than they already are so that's my main goal right now is just to help my community and give back and then you know who knows karen you got a question so sean if you become a father mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what um how active are you going to be what do you mean like as, as a father yeah, I mean, oh, 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 moment, or are you gonna change the history or the? I'm, you know, I'm gonna break the the cycle. I'm I, I'm gonna be yes. there with my kids. Oh, yes, of course. That's, yes. that's I mean, everybody says that, but do they actually do it though? But for me, I I have to do it because that's you know that's just the main. Because I I want to be there for my kids, and I want them to know that I want them to see a, a two parent household for one. Um, and I want to be there for my kids and I just want to, you know, provide them for the best life possible. But I don't want to, you know, be like my father was and not be there for my, my kids. So it's, you know, I have to be there. That's at the end of the day, I have to be there. That's, that's just my main goal is to be there for my kids and give, be there an example that I never had. So. Right. And, right. and that's, I, I mean, and I can see that. I see that's, that's something you would do, but like you said, um, going back, COVID shifted everything. So mm-hmm it's time to put plan B in motion because right. you have football, you know, everything's on the delay. Basketball is mm. dragging. This is this. Right. And some, some schools, there is no sport, you know, they're right. not going to play to next year. So it's, I think we're at a time where it's like, it's time to have the plan B conversation right. with the athletes and, and even with the parents of, okay, listen, you know, what if, what are you going to do? What's, what's, what do you have? plan for them have you talked about it you know what, right. what's the next step and not giving it's not to say give up on the sport but right. have a plan so you you're not standing there going kind of like what you said you know me asking right. that question made you think like man i really didn't have a plan b so if yeah, i did yeah. have to go back and do it again right. what would have been my my second plan right yeah so uh, this was good. I'm so glad you came on. It was just yeah. I, I honestly thought today was a 19th. I'm not gonna lie because it, it, the days are just you know kind of bunching together and you don't even know what because this whole COVID stuff is. I know. I mean, it's just crazy. You it's just, just kind of go yes. day at a time. Yeah. You know, you yeah. just wait to see are they gonna close the school? They gonna open the school? They gonna close the sport? <laughs> right. They not gonna play? They gonna play football? They not? You know? So you just your days yeah. get. Austin, you're trying to figure out what you're going to do with your life. So, right. but no, thank you for coming to the show. This oh, is really I, I, now, can you I tell everybody how to find you? How to find you and, and oh, your they can, they can actually find me on Instagram, Sean Crane. Uh, Sean, well, I can't think of my Instagram name. 
Uh, I think it is Sean Creighton 10 or Sean Creighton 10 on my Instagram, where they can just find me on Facebook at Sean Creighton and, you know, shoot me a message or something, whatever we can network or whatever the case may be. But Sean Creighton from my Facebook and uh, I think Sean Creighton 10 is my Instagram. I'm not for sure because I, I don't be on that much, but I think that's it. But other than that, I mean, I, I really appreciate you ladies for having me and I'm honored to be able to be on this show and be able to talk about my experience and also, you know, send out a message to the youth that they can do it if they just put their mind to it and focus. So I greatly appreciate it. Yeah. So your mom, we said, hey, and then she right. raised some. Yes. Uh, oh, yes, ma'am. Uh, yes, ma'am. Yes. Wonderful, yes. baby. Well spoken. Yes, ma'am. Young man. Yes. Very well done. young man. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes, ma'am. And, and, and I got one question. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Is this going to be on Facebook so I can share? <laughs> We're yeah. on there now. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> We're live on Facebook We're now. We're live on okay. there now. So, and YouTube. No. And YouTube okay. and, and, and Instagram <laughs> and we, we all over. Oh, but sweet. No, you, 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 you being on said you still can make it even though right. you didn't. Okay, let me ask you this question. You didn't get in no trouble, right? Oh no, I've never been in trouble. I, I've, I promise, I've never been Good in trouble. See, I probably yeah. had a speeding ticket. That's about it. But I've never been. In trouble. <laughs> so I've you, never been in trouble though. Right. So Good. basically, you're saying, listen. Yes, I know it's hard to be raised by a single parent, but you still right. can make it. Right. You don't have and to I, get and in I'm trouble. I'm not. I'm not perfect though. I'm just, no. you know, I'm just sharing my. And I, we know that, yeah, all, because so. you go you go through your ups and downs and the hurt and the pain, right. but you're still saying you still can make it. You know, you right. don't mm -hmm. have to allow it to control you right. you can overcome it and but your main thing is you overcame it with god right you yeah of course I, I keep god at the center of everything so that's that's pretty much i've been right I've, ra I've been raised in church so i obviously i'm a christian and um god has been a big part of my life and i just going to continue to be a part of my life to this you know till the day i go so i'm just honored to you know have faith in him and trust in him and everything will take care of itself so yeah. yeah, your mom needs the mother of the year award. Oh, of course. <laughs> so, yes, yes. I'll tell you what, can we talk sports? We give one now. We give them one right now. Mother of the yeah. year. <laughs> mother of the year. So, oh, thank you. Well, we th again, thank you for being on the show. Um, oh, no problem. Probably have to bring you back after the everything start, you know, getting oh, up and moving sure. for you. And we'd love you to and your mom. Yes. Oh, yes. She would love it. Yeah, because yes. she probably tells all kinds of stories you ain't telling us, Sean. Yeah. You're like, let me think about this. No, I ain't going to have my mom on this show. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know that you know how the kids get on there. They get to yeah. talking, and you know, my mom was for me until the mama yeah. get on the show. Yeah. <laughs> and she'd be like, this joker right here. Oh, man. <laughs> Many nights I had to say, yeah. baby, you can do it, baby. You can do it. Mama, believe in you, baby. Right. There's a video I thought I was going to choke him, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, but thank you for having me. Yes, thank you for joining. All right, no ladies. We could, Karen, we're going to let you get back to your vacation. All right, all right. All right, bye bye. Bye. Bye, All right. Sean. Thank you. Thank you. So listen, be back with us this Sunday. Perhaps we have another show, right? Yes. A big timer. Big timer. And listen, ladies, we're super excited. So next Wednesday, we will be, we are invited to be on the 1% show. The, the guy's going to question us. 
Oh, Lord. Oh, we're going to be interviewed. Oh. We get to be interviewed on the 1% show. Oh, that's going to be funny. Yes. Oh, that's a question. That's us. Wednesday night. Next Wednesday night okay. at yeah. 7 o'clock right here on Can We Talk Sports and the 1% show. We get to be interviewed. Oh, that's funny. I'm going to laugh. We were invited to be interviewed. So I'll see you that information. Yep. So, yes, we get to be on a show. Yeah, we get to be Yay. guests. Hey, Yay. we get to see that be guests. How do you like that? Yeah. All right. So, join us next this Sunday yeah. at nine o'clock right here on Can We Talk Sports. Have a great evening, and we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.